Hello and welcome back to another episode of Marveling with May. I'm May, your friendly neighborhood guide to the MCU, and today we are talking about Hawkeye Episode 4, the newest episode in this limited series. This one, (laughs) truly, um, I'm a little bit in shock. We had a ton of twists and turns throughout the course of this episode, so let's just get started because there is a lot on my mind. So without further ado, let's get started. Wow. Um, Hawkeye is really shaping up to be quite a good show. And I'm shocked, to be quite honest with you. I think the entire world is shocked. Let's talk about a couple of things, because this episode was really quite crazy. Like, it really picked up in this episode, even more so than last episode. Um, Last episode was a lot of fun, but this one, like, kind of took it to another level. So let's get talking let's get talking so initially we had this confrontation with jack carried on from oh wait spoiler warning once again i'm giving my obligatory spoiler warning even though as i talked about last week many of you seem to not take this warning seriously i'm adding it again so please go listen to the episode first no i am sorry go watch the episode first then come back listen to the podcast your experience will be so much more enjoyable. So, I'm giving you time to do that now. Let's do a cute little countdown. Five, four, three, two. Okay, we're gonna start. So, if you've made it this far, I'm assuming that you have seen the episode or you are perfectly content with everything being spoiled for you. Either way, welcome. So, we start off right where we left off with the last episode with jack confronting clint um it's a really tense scene and like kate's running in like stop you know don't don't kill hawkeye um but then we have a a table discussion uh where hawkeye introduces himself to the bishop family plus jack and discusses his role with kate and why they're involved together why they're partnering together um and i feel like kate okay the actress who plays Kate in this, I believe it's Haley Steinfeld, she's done such a good job. Like, I feel like a lot of people who haven't seen the comic book version of Kate Bishop don't understand just how well this show has done, like, with adapting that character. Because even down to, like, the wardrobe, this is the first time that truly, I think we can say that Marvel... This is the best example, I think, of Marvel taking a character from comics and directly translating them onto screen in a really effective way. We saw them try to do this with, like, Iron Man and Thor. They attempted to do it with the early Avengers, and it just didn't really work because of how, obviously, writing translates to on screen. So it just, it it wasn't, at least to me, those early installments of like Iron Man 1, Captain America First Avenger, all of those, they really did their best (laughs) to make them very comic book accurate, but it was just hard to do and they didn't necessarily hit the mark every single time as far as dialogue goes and personality and everything like that. Like it was hard to get to that point and they didn't necessarily like hit the mark in those first in the early era of Marvel. And since then they've really taken a turn from making characters like super comic book accurate 
And now they're more interpretations of comic book characters, which is fine. I don't have anything against that. I think that interpreting characters for the screen is really good because some characters don't work as well in writing as they do on screen. So you have to make adaptations. But with that being said, there's something so cool and so almost like nostalgic, I suppose, um, about having a character look exactly the same on screen as they do in comics and again i'm talking like down to wardrobe there is a frame in this in this show from this episode where they it's like <laughs> they're wearing the same like kate in the show and kate in the comics are wearing the exact same shirt and like they're doing the exact same thing with like their facial expressions it's really impressive what they've done with this and i don't know if it's just because i mean people have been fan casting hayley steinfeld as kate bishop for years because I mean, you look at the two of them and, like, how could you not? Because they look really similar. Um, so I don't know if it's just because Marvel, like, got who they wanted and really, like, found the right person for the job this time around, or if it's something that's happened in the writer's room. I'm not sure. But what I do know is that it's really effective. And it's been very prevalent in all of the episodes to this point. Like, they've... It's really good. And I feel like it's a little bit of an underappreciated aspect of this show, because as we know, a lot of MCU fans are not coming from comics. And in fact, many of you may not be coming from comics. So you may not understand, like, when we talk about comic accuracy, this is some of the best work that Marvel has done in recent years, and even since the beginning, on making a character comic book accurate. Even in Phase 4 in general, I talked about this last week, but they've done such a good job like in all of phase four, really like bringing these characters back to their comic book roots. And I appreciate it. Like there, there's no right answer in terms of how characters should be interpreted for the big screen because Marvel for years didn't take costumes or personalities or anything verbatim from comics, right? They would take bits and pieces, but it was never like exactly the same. And it worked well, right? Marvel is obviously super, super successful doing that for years, taking bits and pieces and interpreting it. But there, again, is something so special about almost taking characters completely verbatim from comics and making them work on screen. So again, there's no right answer. And it's not like I'm bashing Marvel for not doing this earlier or like messing up in the past because they didn't really like mess it up, but it's special. And I would like for that to be a little more emphasized because for the larger larger MCU fandom, a lot of people have been kind of missing the fact that like what they've done with Kate is really very impressive. But I digress. So let's talk about this table meeting. Um, the point of that entire discussion was just to say that Kate in the scene is like Kate and Clint are really they're like their bond is really growing in this episode and it reaches a climax and then it like comes crashing down by the end which is really sad but their chemistry like on screen is so good and so like pure and so like you can tell Clint is just so happy to have someone to mentor and like someone to help and someone to lead and I think for a while Natasha was that person even though they were a lot more on equal ground than Kate and Clint are. You know, obviously Clint was Nat's 
sort of mentor within S.H.I.E.L.D. And I think that Clint misses having someone that he can, like, you know, teach. But the other thing is that Clint is just a really underappreciated character, and I feel like that's a big aspect of this show as well. Um, that Clint just isn't, he's not the Avenger that's, like, out there in the limelight. And so for him to have someone who's just, like, truly, like, starstruck, I think that it it fills a sort of void for him. Which is very cute to see. See that all play out. Like, in the course of this episode, he just, you can tell, like, he's really happy. Um, the happiest we've ever seen Hawkeye. I don't think we've ever seen him smile as much as he has in this show. So, I mean, that has to be a good sign, right? Um, then we have this scene with Jack and Eleanor, and it's actually really cute, you guys. Like, <laughs> Eleanor, too, is just really happy. Like, she's so happy, and you can tell. And the only bits and pieces of relationships that we saw with Kate's dad and Eleanor was, like, fighting, so we can assume that it wasn't always like that. Uh, because, obviously, like, Kate is very favorable of her father, and so is Eleanor, it seems. So, we can't assume that their entire relationship was based off of fighting but we also know from Kate's perspective that like Eleanor was never like this when she was married to um to Kate's dad like she's different with Jack and it's you can tell that Kate loves it like she loves seeing her mom like this and she loves seeing her mom happy but ah this show just pulls you in so many different directions because you're like you want to hate Jack but you also want Eleanor to be happy and you want Kate to be happy but those things don't always agree, and so it really, it throws you off a little bit, but this discussion at the table is very important. We hear the planning of a Bishop holiday party, which I think we can all presume is probably what we've seen in trailers, like that big fancy party that we keep seeing with like fight scenes. I'm guessing that that is the Bishop security holiday party, which leads me to my next point. So, Eleanor makes a phone call and says something to the effect of, like, I need you to call me back. Like, this is Eleanor. It's urgent, right? And it seems a little suspicious. And the other thing that Eleanor does in this episode is she's very, she's very headstrong about Clint leaving Kate out of what's going on, which would be fine. I mean, like, motherly instinct to do that, right? Like, when you love someone, you don't want them to be running around shooting bow and arrows at people. But what she says within this conversation with Hawkeye is really telling, I think, because she doesn't say, she's talking about Kate and how Kate, like, can't be a part of this mission because she doesn't want her to get hurt. But then she talks about, like, will you drop this case? And it's interesting that she says it that way instead of just leaving it at, like, yeah, you know, leave Kate out of it. Because if she knows, like... (laughs) If you're a normal citizen, okay, think about something like this. If someone came up to you, like a friend of yours, who was like a witness for like a criminal investigation, right? And you were concerned about their safety and you went to like the police chief or something. I don't know. Hypothetically, I don't even know if this is something that you can like legally do, but like you went to the police chief and you were like, hey, I really need you to leave my friend out of this because I'm concerned for their safety. You wouldn't ask the police chief to stop the investigation because that's like his job, right? His or her job. But Eleanor specifically asks Hawkeye to stop the investigation. She doesn't ask him to just leave Kate out of it. 
she asks him to like stop but that's hawkeye's job like that's clint's job the general public thinks of the avengers and they think of saving the world you know fighting evil whatnot all of those fun little phrases but eleanor is essentially telling him to not do his job which leads me to believe that eleanor might be involved in what hawkeye is trying to discover and then it's this phone conversation that makes it even more more prevalent or like more pressing and when you couple that with the fact that earlier in this series we heard um what is his name not jake duquesne armand when we see armand talking to kate and he's like yelling at her about how everything that she's done is a lie and like her company is built on this lie what if she's running some sort of criminal organization what if she is a kingpin type character we learn in the course of this episode that jack is working for a company that is in fact a shell company for money laundering business within the tracksuit mafia so jack is somehow involved in this but we're not given the impression that jack is at the very top of this it seems like he's just not a minor player, but kind of a, he's a big player in all of this, but he's not like the top guy. He's not the kingpin. Um, and I mean the, the phrase kingpin, not the actual kingpin. This is going to get really confusing because we can't just call people kingpins anymore because kingpin is an actual guy. Okay. We know that Jack is involved but it doesn't appear that he is the head. He's not the the lead of this. And all of us last week were like, well, it has to be Kingpin, right? Like, Kingpin has to be the guy that we're talking about here that is running the tracksuit mafia. But what if it's Eleanor? And I know that this might be controversial because obviously I talked last week extensively about Matt Murdock and how he's been hinted at within the episodes and how all of this like could be connecting to Daredevil. And we already have confirmation that Daredevil might appear in the MCU. And so it feels like it has to be Kingpin. But then Eleanor seems a little suspicious. And I, w- I would not be surprised if this ends up being Eleanor who is pulling the strings for all of this. It would be kind of a, a classic Marvel twist. Now it could be possible that Eleanor is simply a lieutenant or something within kingpin's greater scheme we know that kingpin even when i first saw the tracksuit mafia i was like this is kind of small for kingpin like he's he's off doing bigger things i think than like running a small mafia in new york um so it's possible that kingpin has a larger criminal ring that he is leading and eleanor is just the leader of the tracksuit mafia portion or Maybe she became involved when Jack became involved, but then why keep the phone call secret from Jack? Yeah, so a lot is up in the air there, but Eleanor is involved somehow in all of this. She's not an innocent bystander, and neither is Jack. And quite honestly, after watching this episode, I think I'm more suspicious of Eleanor than I am of Jack. Obviously, Jack is doing something, but it feels like Eleanor is the more major player here. It I feel like she's doing something worse. So, we need to be aware. We need to watch out for Eleanor because something is going on. And I would not be surprised if the Bishop Security Holiday Party is a front for some larger scheme 
just like the last party that Miss Eleanor had. And that's why the entire party goes up in both figurative and literal uh, flames from what we can tell in the trailer. So that is my two cents on the whole thing. Eleanor is not as innocent as we all may think. All right, so following this conversation that we have at the table with Eleanor and Jack and Clint, the whole gang, we see Kate and Clint have like their own little holiday party um, and we learn a couple of important things here, or at least have a couple of important conversations. Number one, (laughs) poor Clint. Like, (laughs) I feel like the entire purpose of this whole show is just to be like, yeah, yeah, Clint's life really sucks. And, you know, I don't know how I feel about it. On the one hand, I don't want to like Clint. Like, he's just not, I never found him to be very personable or, like, an interesting character. But on the other hand, he's really likable in this show. But then on the other hand, we know that his time in Marvel is kind of limited. Like, that's the entire purpose of this new show, in a sense, to bring in the new generation. So it's kind of sad to be, like, to finally be falling in love with this character right as we know that his time is kind of ending. It's very similar to what happened with Black Widow. And this brings up a larger issue within the MCU of completely forgetting about the minor characters of Avengers 1. Like, Black Widow and Clint have been... They've been... (laughs) They've been dealt a tough hand within the MCU, and it really sucks, because they are cool characters, and the MCU just wasn't ready for them, I don't think. Like, they weren't ready to have these really cool ground-level characters that you can make very, like, personal stories about, because that's what both of their films have been. They've been super personal, like, really family-oriented in a way, but also personal growth-oriented they're much more nuanced and deeper than anything that Marvel was doing in the first phase, which is when all of the other solo films came out. So yeah, unfortunately, Hawkeye and Black Widow were kind of introduced like at the wrong time because the world just was not ready to have their types of stories being told. Um, and that kind of sucks. And it's a little disappointing, but Marvel's doing their best to make up for it. And that's all we can ask for. And at least we have this show to hold us through. But we have this cute scene where Hawkeye's talking about all of his tricks and they're like shooting the coin down the hallway. It's just really cute. I I talked about this before, but you can tell how happy Clint is just to have someone in his life um, that kind of like fills the void that Nat left and again I hate to say that there's like anyone who can fill Nat's void obviously we know she was a big part of Hawkeye's life she's a big part of all of the Avengers lives but you know Kate in a way is providing some of that like some of that friendship that Clint lost with Nat so it's a mutually beneficial relationship But we have these cute scenes where they're watching Christmas movies, but then things get a little bit more deep, um, and Clint starts talking about Nat and about how they first met, uh, which is a story that we are all quite familiar with, the fact that he was sent to take out Black Widow in her time in the Red Room, and that he made the decision not to, and the rest is history. 
Um, but yeah, again, like once again, Marvel pulling on our heartstrings, letting us know once again that things really suck for Clint and for Nat. So thank you, Marvel. Um, but then we, ooh, Kate has a revelation that Hawkeye is in fact Ronan. And I think that this was an underrated scene, to be quite honest with you. I did not see a lot of people talking about this, like when the episode came out. And of course, it's only been like it hasn't even been a day yet so it's possible that this becomes bigger and I will you know just be telling the future or whatever but this scene I feel like it gets to the heart of like what this show is all about in a sense which is you have Kate who's kind of naive not naive she understands that you know the world sucks and whatnot but it's like the whole don't meet your heroes type of thing like she genuinely in this scene like she looks heartbroken like it's not the normal reaction of like anger from someone doing something that's bad like she seriously looks like she's being like broken up with which yeah it's interesting like it it was a very big reaction to something that obviously it's a big deal that he was Ronan but it's it's a different reaction than I think I was expecting. And I feel like it just shows like Kate Kate has lost so much in her life. And I think that Hawkeye to her was kind of the last thing that she could believe in. That she could be like, Yeah, I I put my faith in this. Right? She lost her dad. She no longer has faith in her mom necessarily because of her decisions. Um she doesn't trust her friends who left her on the bell tower um as insignificant as they seem to have been because they're just gone now but I think that Hawkeye was that consistent thing that she could believe in and now to find out that she can't yeah it it hit a little deep um but once again that scene was done beautifully and I love it but then there's this line that Hawkeye says and it's a direct left uh a direct reference, excuse me, to comics, and he says something to the effect of, I've always been a weapon, like, I'm nothing more than a weapon, which was a storyline uh, from comics. I believe it was called, like, My Life as a Weapon, or, like, The Human, I don't know what it was called, but it was something in terms of Hawkeye just being a weapon, and a time in his life when he was grappling with that and trying to redefine himself as more than just a bow and arrow. So, it's interesting that they bring that up, because if I'm not mistaken, that was also part of the Matt Fraction run, which is what this is based off of, but um, I think that that, if you look at the deeper context for what this was within comics, it makes a lot of sense within the show, because it's a, a story kind of about self-discovery and, like, finding, Hawkeye finding himself beyond just being a sentient weapon, um, and... Yeah, it was it was a very nice line. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh my gosh, comics. Um, but yeah, that, that was... It was good. And I think that there's... The conversation, like the dialogue that we've had in this show has been very, like, surprisingly good, I think. Uh, when you compare it to some of the other ones that we've had this year. And I hate to say it, but like... <laughs> um, WandaVision didn't suffer from bad dialogue obviously WandaVision was a masterpiece but uh, Captain America Winter Soldier 
I keep I keep doing that. Falcon Winter Soldier um kind of suffered from a couple of like rough dialogue spots, but the show definitely is not so far. So I'm happy to see that. But then he takes out his ear, his little like ear thing and goes to bed after they discuss everything and whatnot. But um I feel like this is gonna be like a a thing. Like as soon as he did that, I thought that someone was gonna like break into the apartment and he was gonna have to fight without his ear thing again uh that did not happen but i still feel like that will be something that happens later i think we're gonna see more and more of like hawkeye having to fight blind slash deaf or whatnot i think that they're trying the show is definitely trying to draw parallels between maya and clint and i would not be surprised i would not be surprised you guys um, if we had a heart-to-heart with Clint and Maya, because um, if you think about it, they have really similar stories. They both lost family members, and their response to that was to go on pretty big little killing sprees. Obviously, Clint had Ronan after the blip, um, and Maya had, well, the effects of Ronan. That has turned her into a mafia leader, so... I think this is going to be another, like, Carly moment that we saw in Falcon and Winter Soldier, where Clinton's going to have, like, a chat, <laughs> kind of be like, hey, <laughs> maybe maybe don't become a murderer. It's not a good idea. Um, but we definitely need that scene at some point, because I'm a little annoyed with Maya right now. Not even going to lie. She needs to, she needs to figure things out. We need to see some character development there, and we have, we have yet to see that. <sighs> As we go on, <laughs> then we have a Nat flashback, which was just devastating, and I feel like I have to say no more than that on that. Um, and then we have the scene in the park with the LARPers, and this again just shows, like, Kate's personality. Like, she, Clint and Kate balance each other out so well, because Kate is, like, super outgoing, super, like, like, she gains things by just being, like, nice to people and being really personable. Um, and Clint gains things by being, like, really secretive and really, like, sneaking around and whatnot. So they, they make really good team. And this park thing shows that. Because you have the two of them trying to accomplish two missions. But they do it in two very different ways. And I loved the parallels that they were drawing there. And it really showed the difference between Clint and Kate and why they complement each other so well but then we have kate and clint going off to try and obtain a watch now (laughs) this is interesting so the watch the watch is first brought up by hawkeye's wife um when she is saying like where's the watch and we obviously know what the watch is the watch that we saw in episode one but we don't know like what it is but it appears to have a lot of significance and then clint asks her to track it so it has some sort of tracking device within it um but then clint describes it to kate when she's looking for the watch and she said that it belonged excuse me he said it belonged to someone that he used to work with like an old friend but then as soon as and he says if someone found the watch their cover would be blown but then when kate finds the watch clint is like super relieved like more relieved than just more relieved than you would be to be to have like your friend saved i think that maybe hawkeye's wife had a stint as like something like some sort of hero 
Um, I'm trying to remember back. I know that... I don't know if there was ever a time when, like, Hawkeye's wife, you know, did any, like, superheroics. But that's not to say that she's not a superhero within comics. Or it has nothing to do with any of that and it is someone else that we're going to meet. It's possible, ever so slightly possible, that um, she's, he is referring to Matt Murdock. I was thinking about this because... If you're going to have a tracking device on something, like maybe Clint met Matt at some point in his time as Ronan or whatever um, in New York and then like enlisted him to help the Avengers and that's why he has this tracking device. So I think that there's there's a bigger story there and I'm interested to see where it leads. Um, but they find the watch. Kate finds the watch. But then Maya's in the apartment. And then Clint is talking about how Maya's on the rooftop with him. But you guys, it is not Maya. It is Yelena Belova herself. So excited. When I tell you, I saw this scene and like almost verbally screamed. So exciting. I mean, we kind of knew it was coming. As soon as we saw the uh, very comic accurate suit from the trailer in episode four. But it was still so good to like see her in this show. Um, one of the best action sequences we've ever seen in Marvel, like, TV shows, I think. It was very reminiscent of the Black Widow movie, which I guess makes sense, considering it was a Black Widow fight. Um, but I just, I loved it. I loved how it was kind of, like, a mix of styles, because you had Maya, who's very, like, boxy, like, right, she, like, punches and stuff. And you had Kate, who was using arrows for the most part um but like was not very good at like the hand-to-hand stuff like she could hold her own but she was not like there was one scene where Yelena and Kate were like fighting um and Kate didn't have her bow and it was it was honestly kind of funny because like she had no shot like it, it was not gonna happen um but she gets like thrown off of a roof and then Clint like runs over and cuts the wire so Clint ah oh, okay I was a little upset at Clint I was like let her help. You need help. You cannot, we all know, Clint, that you cannot fight a Black Widow on your own. You already lost one in Endgame. So don't try and do it again. <laughs> because this time it won't be the winner who's dying, it will be the loser, and the loser will be you. So please, let Kate help you. But <laughs> Kate is like thrown around in this fight, and I genuinely, I do not understand how she's like breathing like okay she falls off of the roof of this building and then she's caught by like a wire and then Hawkeye like cuts the wire and she's caught in lights like string lights but string lights are not that strong like they might slow your fall but they're you're still gonna fall like a lot and then she hits the ground runs back up the stairs and is immediately, like, thrown against the side of the building. And then, like, falls over. And then, like, I don't understand. <laughs> I know it's suspension of disbelief. I get it. I know. I know. But consistently, in, like, every fight sequence, we've seen Kate just get, like, absolutely obliterated. Like, she's fallen from great heights. And girl is A-okay. I don't know, Marvel. <laughs> I'm, hmm, I'm finding it a little hard to believe. I'm finding it a little hard to believe, and I know it's suspension of disbelief. I 
I know, but someone like get Kate and it called an MRI. Is that what it's called? When they like look at your back because her back is broken. I can tell you right now, there's no way that she like walked away from that. Um, but apparently she did. But basically by the end of this episode, we get the Yelena reveal. Um, she jumps off the side of the building after, I guess what that was, like, in that scene where Kate is, like, about to shoot her and she, like, shakes her head, I think that that was trying to be, like, Kate thought she was gonna talk to them, um, and she, like, kind of trusted her and then she left. Uh, (laughs) kind of sucks, but she, like, leaves, um, and then Hawkeye basically tells Kate to, like, get out, you know, there's assassins now so it's kind of stakes have been raised just a little bit uh and that's where we end now the interesting thing is that we do have an episode 5 trailer already and it looks fantastic we once again have another scene of a really fancy dinner being like blown up by bullets so i think that's gonna happen in episode 5 we also get a scene with yelena declaring that she will kill quint which we know from Black Widow is why she's there. Um, and we get, like, this really... It's kind of funny. Like, I guess someone shot an arrow at Yelena, and she just, like, catches it. She's like, hello. Um, classic Yelena. I love... She's a comic relief, but also not at the same time, and I'm absolutely obsessed with it. But it appears we have, like, a... There was, like, a fight scene in a staircase. So that looked like it was going to be really cool. Um, so I'm excited for that, but let's talk about Yelena for a second, because we last saw her in Black Widow. At the end of Black Widow, we know that she is working with Valentina, and, or Val, um, and we know that she's not necessarily, like, she's being influenced for the wrong reasons, so what does this mean for the future of the MCU? So Yelena, presumably, will fight Clint. I, I stand by, I, I talked about this when Black Widow came out. I think that Clint is dying. Like, he's not making it out of this show. Um, they've been playing up this whole, like, family thing too much. They've been a little suspicious with it. I think that he's not gonna see his family again. And that sounds really sad and really depressing, but I think that it's going to be a thing where, um, I don't even know how to explain this. So, like, if Nat were here, she would tell Yelena, like, don't go kill Clint. Like, he's my friend. Um, And I feel like Clint, it's going to be a thing where, like, he's about to, you know, not make it. Um, And Kate is nearby. And he's kind of like, forgive Yelena. Like, you know, work together. And obviously, Kate and Yelena are going to have to work through that because Yelena will have just killed Clint. But... Um, I think that there's going to be a partnership between the two of them, kind of similar to how Glint and Nat had a partnership. And I think that this is going to be Clint's sort of exit from the MCU. Um, and I know that a lot of people, like, don't necessarily agree with that. Uh, and they think that, you know, Clint's making it out of this and he's going to be just fine. I just don't see it happening, like, with how much Marvel has hyped up this show and like made it so much about family 
Marvel has a really like bad habit of hyping up something right before they take it away and I feel like that's what's going on here um so I honestly don't think that Clint is making out of this but the question remains why would Val want Clint dead and honestly I'm still like a little lost with all of this I stand by the whole Dark Avengers thing I think that that is the most likely route that they're going to be taking but if Yelena, by the end of this, is convinced, like, no, Clint was not bad, Val is kind of using you, then that's the end of the Dark Avengers. Or at least the end of Yelena's role in the Dark Avengers, which kind of makes the whole thing obsolete, because now you just have John Walker. Um, unless Kate is also going to join the Dark Avengers? But that seems unlikely. Like, she does not seem like the type to be brought into that. Um, yeah, so I don't really know, like, what Val's endgame here is, but it's gotta be something big, (laughs) and I suppose I'm excited for that. Um, that could honestly be the next big Marvel event, though, like, if they do kind of a Dark Avengers versus Avengers type of deal, um, but maybe Yelena is part of the Avengers team, and they find some other people to round out the Dark Avengers team before it's all said and done. Uh, but that would be cool if that's the route that they're going. But yeah, I mean, I'm just excited to see where this goes. Like, I can do all the theorizing I want about, you know, the Kingpin is coming, Kingpin isn't coming, Yelena's going to kill Clint, Yelena won't kill Clint, all that stuff. But in the end, I am, I'm just having a lot of fun watching these episodes and getting to experience them. And again, I, I've talked about this before, but I also just love how it's, like, very Christmassy and very much Christmas vibes. Like, it has a really cool um, juxtaposition, that's a fun word, between a very family-oriented holiday and a not-so-very, or kind of a, a, a different definition of family expressed between Kate and Clint, so... It's a cool, it's a cool, um, vibe that they've created with all of this. Uh, but Kate and Clint better team up again. I'm going to be very upset if they're not back, back in good graces by next episode, but I'm sure they will be, I hope. Um, cause we need another one of those like really cool action shots where both Kate and Clint are like shooting bow and arrows at the same time and making cool stuff happen because those are the best scenes to watch. But yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Obviously, Elena coming is so exciting. And this, as fun as this episode was, it was really just kind of like the starting point for what's going to be the best part of the series, which is when Elena is there and when the ma- when the action is like really happening. So we're about to be in the thick of it, you guys. Next episode, it's going to be pretty wild. And then the finale cannot even imagine but i'll be here through all of it trying to trying to see if matt murdoch makes an appearance still holding out for that one still holding out for kingpin but we shall see how everything goes thank you so much for listening to my thoughts my reactions my feelings on episode four of hawkeye Next week, we really get the ball rolling with this one. Things are seriously going to pick up. It is our almost series finale, and I could not be more excited. 
So you guys buckle up, cannot wait, and I will see you all in the next one.